All right, this morning we're considering on our theme um, for the end of this year, which is um, finishing 2019 strong and starting 2020 big. Finishing 2019 strong and starting 2020 big. And last Sunday we talked about the fact that, and this is very important, that you are specific about the things that you want God to accomplish in the next 90 days within your life and eliminate the thought that it is out of your reach. Because really with God, I mean, showed me this while we're praying during this um, seven days Jericho prayer, that, you know, reinforced it in my consciousness that there is nothing like difficulty level with God. It's with man that you say something is difficult, which means you have grades of difficulty. With God, all things are the same. In other words, there is nothing that is hard to God. He doesn't look at anything and say that is hard. It is the strongholds that are embedded in the minds of people that create what is called difficulty. In other words, if you have gone through certain things in your past, you've been wired in a certain way, you've been taught, you've experienced certain things, then uh, when you are confronted with, all right, goals and visions, uh, what you have experienced in the past is what actually determines how you rate it in your own mind. Whether you say this is very difficult or you say this is very easy has nothing to do with God's own perspective of it. As far as God is concerned, healing cancer and healing the headache are the same. It is you that has evaluated and estimated in your own heart cancer above headache. And then you say it takes little faith to heal headache and big faith to heal cancer. God never said that. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this man. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are the one who is the one, all right, based on the way and manner in which you have been trained. And when you come into the place of faith, we've been talking about this and praying through on this, is that you eliminate all the strongholds in your mind as regards that particular thing so that you get into a place of possibility thinking. In other words, the light concerning that thing shines in your own heart. I mean, I said there is that. Somebody says here that, you know, the next 90 days, you know, I cannot get married in 90 days because I will have to meet the person. Get, you know, it's us that said all these things. Inside the Bible, there is no getting to know any, what we saw in the Bible. No? I am saying what we saw. There are people that got to know themselves for four years and is scattered after four weeks. Are you following what I'm saying here? When Abraham sent his servant to go and look for a wife for Isaac, it didn't take long. It is us that have built layers of dating and courtship and dating and courtship, and we have said so many things and crunched it together that will make somebody say it is impossible. In fact, and I said this, and I believe by the Spirit of God, that, let me just say it because I felt it was a word of knowledge I got, that when somebody says it can't happen in the next 90 days, that means I have to meet somebody. How do you know that the person you're going to marry, you've not already met the person? All right, so it talks about possibility thinking. How do you know that he's not? I mean, there's someone that got married in this church. Uh, well, as, I don't know use the term. Or I was about to say it just happened. Um, what's that word now? Just like that. I don't say that. All right. But, but what happened was, I mean, they just went for some reunion, and everybody was married. 
They said, no, no, no. They, they, they were in their 40s. Everybody was married except two of them. And then somebody got up and said, this class reunion, everybody is married here. Look, both of you, why don't you just join yourself? <laughs> I'm telling you, if I tell you, you know this person, I just will say it Both of you just come together. And it was like, no, 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 no. What is no? They said, what are you talking about? Uh, and, and the ball brother was the best friend of the guy, so there was no problem of getting to know, you know, ourselves. And we, they only called a few of us to the wedding, and she was really dancing and rejoicing, and, and it was all over. Are you following what I'm saying here? So don't start projecting what God didn't. Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, when you get a breakthrough in your consciousness, in prayer about something, you'll find out the results has always been before you. All right? The miracle is always in your house. Always. Just show me where God gave somebody, which means, how are we going to feed the multitude? People started suggesting. God said, look, go in. The answer is always inside. The woman who was in debt said, what am I going to do? They asked, what do you have? Said, I don't have anything. Look properly. And then she saw. All right? So it's always there. And when you pray through, all right, right there, you get the breakthrough, and then, all right, you see the light here. Now, so I want to talk about a concept here this morning, and I believe this is very important, and in us understanding, all right, going forward. And this has to do with the Jericho strategy of Joshua, where they were going to take the city of Jericho. And it was a fortified city. And Joshua looked at the city, and it was humanly impossible, even with the arms that probably they had, they could not have broken down the thickness of the walls of Jericho. It was beyond them. But God had said something in Deuteronomy, Chapter 11, verse 24, he had said, Wherever the soles of your feet shall touch, he had said, Every place whereupon the soles of your feet shall tread, he said, I have given this honor to you. Wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, I have given it honor to you. So it says, wherever the soles of your feet, all right, shall touch, it says, I have given unto thee. Then we get to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 3. Or from verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. God said this to Joshua. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, to the place and all these people unto the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said, with Moses. So the commandment, or the promise rather, is wherever the soles of your foot shall tread, that have I given, he said this, unto you. So we get to Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13. And the Bible says that it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. 
And behold, there stood a man over against him. So Joshua went to consider Jericho that impossible task. I might be looking at certain things for these last three months. And what he saw was a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And that's the sword there of vengeance. And they said this is one of the pre-incarnate all right, manifestations of Christ. That is, before Christ came in the flesh, he had times where he appeared to people, and this was one of them. And the Bible says, Joshua went unto him, and because he saw that he had a sword in his hand, he said, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Neither or no, but as the captain of the hosts of the Lord, am I now come? Joshua recognized this, fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy, and Joshua did so. Now, first thing I want to show as we go on here is that, all right, God never, God did not say, wherever the soles of your shoes touch, am I going to give you? He said, the soles of your foot or your feet. In other words, you have to walk into that situation without your shoes on. And without your shoes on, he's not talking about anything physical. He's saying that you have to have this kind of encounter that Joshua had with Jesus. Where Jesus asked him to take off all right, his shoes. In other words, in Israel, culturally speaking, when you take off your shoes and you hand it over to somebody, you are saying that all of the steps that I'm going to take as regards this particular thing will be determined by you and not by me. In other words, you have surrendered, you are saying, uh, you know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. The word acknowledge is the same thing when it says, and Adam knew Eve, which means to come into an interaction with Jesus that is deep. And from that interaction, whichever, he will direct your steps. So the right to choose what to do, you have surrendered it to Jesus Christ, so you go out, and the soles of your feet is now touching the ground. So I can be involved with, in something, and my shoes are still on in the realm of the spirit, while I'm trying to cause that thing to come to pass. Or I could have taken off my shoes and given them over to Jesus, 
And therefore, it's Jesus that is now walking in me and showing me where to put the next step. And what is going on there for me is the soles of my feet that is making contact, all right, with that particular situation. And when the soles of your feet are making contact with that situation, their dominion is going to be released. Are you following what I'm saying there? So, you're toiled all night and caught nothing is because your shoes are on in the spirit. You interact with Jesus Christ. And then after the interaction from your boat, as he entered into your boat and you worshipped him, and you know God inhabits the praises of his people, and in that interaction he says, now launch out into the deep and cast your net now on the right-hand side. And now it is Jesus that is determining the steps that you are going to take because you have surrendered over to him the right now, all right, to decide what to do. So you are saying to yourself, I am not going to do anything here, which means for the rest of the year, it is going to be Jesus that will instruct me on these major decisions I'm going to take. One sure that he will instruct me, and therefore it's the souls of my faith that will be making contact with the earth there. And by doing that, all right, dominion and power is going to be released. However, the breaking point is found here. The Bible says a man that has rule over his spirit, all right, is mightier than a man who takes a city. Do you understand what I'm saying? That there is an internal thing that is bigger than the external thing. Now, the internal thing there, and this is what happened. Before the direction could come to Joshua as to what he had to do. And the direction that came to him was that just go around this city walls here six times quietly on the seventh, blow the trumpet there, and the walls will come down. Simple instruction for Naaman was dip yourself into that pool there seven times, and he came out, and his skin was as that of a child, right? But there was some encounter that he had with Jesus, and something had happened. He saw Jesus with the sword, and he said to Jesus, on whose side are you? On my side or on the side of my enemies? And Jesus said, neither. In other words, before you get to this point of direction, Jesus shows up and you have to receive him this way. All right, put up some 55 verse 10 in the Passion Translation. Psalm 55. In the Passion 55 verse 10 in the Passion all right, Translation there. Though they patrol the walls night and day against invaders, the real danger is within the city. It's the misery and the strife in the hearts of his people. So people are talking about the adversity on the outside and the challenges. God said the real battle is inside dealing with strife. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why you now put up that your scripture I put up. He that has rule over his city, all right, over his spirit has, has more, is greater than him, all right? The previous scripture I put up there. Which means that, and this is the first thing that Jesus came to resolve 
right, in Joshua's life. When he showed up, Joshua was about, I put that up here, had more rule over his spirit, it's greater than. All right, Joshua, it says, and he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down, all right, without walls, okay? And someone else says, greater is that man that has than a man that taketh the city. So, uh, uh, God, Jesus shows up, and something is going on before any great, massive accomplishment of faith. I've seen this to be so in my life, and I've seen it as a pattern in the lives of people that do great things. Prior to that time, where you reach out and do something impossible, there will be some conflict in your own life with somebody or with people that you have to resolve correctly. And so when Jesus appeared, Joshua was, for example, maybe you are engaged with somebody now, maybe in the office or something, and you are saying you are right and that person is wrong. Jesus shows up, you say, on whose side are you? Jesus says, I'm not on your side, neither I'm on the side of your adversary. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not in this, all right? I'm not here, all right, to defend you, neither am I here to defend, which means, okay, two people can give their opinions about things and say, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. But Jesus says, this is an act of surrender, this is a place of worship, which is where Joshua came and bowed down and worshipped Jesus and said, Lord, here is your servant. Speak, I will hear. To get this instruction, you have to resolve this issue, all right, of letting go of your rights in a personal conflict. Are you following what I'm saying here? That is, you go to God in worship and you have held your position. In that conflict there, that I am right, and this person has wronged, and all of that. And Jesus says, I am not. In fact, what he's trying to show you is, by the time we get over, and, and you win the battle, and, and you get into those things, all those people that you might even be in conflict with today are going to be beneficiaries of the blessing you're going to get. That Joseph is not about. Now, I, I, I was praying somewhere that I said this. You show me, I mean, let's forget Nigerian gospel. Show me anywhere. Jesus is the perfect example. Where Jesus offered a prayer for the death of a Pharisee. Anywhere. Where they said, now the whole hall is quiet. Where they said, and the Sadducees and Pharisees that opposed Jesus died in the morning. Or the fact that Herod there, or that beheaded John the Baptist, Jesus said, you will not survive tomorrow. Now, once you get into strife, that's why the Bible says, follow peace with all men, without which no man shall see the Lord. If you don't, that's the, you see, we may sing, but forgiving people is the number one act of surrender. So be in a situation and to relinquish your own rights. To say that I am right and that person before God in worship and you say, Lord, all right, I come and I surrender this and I'm here in worship 
and I'm just worshiping, I surrender, I, 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 I'm not going to, or I prove I'm right, and this person, you know, I surrender that to you in worship, and I pray for the progress of this person, where you understand, as it says in the book of Romans, all right, Romans, I believe it's Romans chapter, Romans chapter 10, all right, Romans chapter 12, it says, vengeance is mine, it says, I will repay. So vengeance is mine. I think Romans 12, 12. It says, I will repay. It says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, all right, but rather give place unto wrath, for vengeance is mine, I will repay. So before you take that massive city, it says, let us deal with something that is going on in your heart. You are talking about the invaders, you are talking about, all right, I will resist the devil. He says, the devil you need to resist is strife inside. Uh, the devil you need to resist is that unforgiving spirit. The devil you need to resist, all right, it says, give no place to the devil. Don't let your anger, the sun go down. Is that anger there? The animosity that is inside your heart in that place of conflict. It says, that is where you surrender, all right, to Jesus Christ in worship. Uh, and you open up your heart to him, and you worship him. That's why the story, anytime I say there's a story of, I remember when I was in school, and I was going through some conflict, all right, with, with friends at that particular point in time, and politics, in the fellowship. Today, we are all friends, all right? Today, there's nobody, all right, there's no reference to that. Now, if that wasn't resolved properly, I will not be in ministry today, I know that, all right? Where there was good conflict there and all of that, and, and, and you, want to, you want to act. The same thing happened with Isaac. There was contention over the well, and he surrendered, all right, to God. And said, look, God is the one going to settle this. At the end of it, did the Philistines die? No. What happened at the end? They said, God is with you. You are mightier than us. Let us come into a covenant with you. It's a gospel of love. Are you following what I'm saying here? It's not that, listen, it's over my father's well. They slept that night. By morning when they woke up, they were dead. So I took the wells. You take the wells, but you miss out on what God has purposed and planned, all right, ultimately for that situation there. So you go there and worship. And I remember once there was difficulty and God said, listen. That's why he said, he said, listen, I want you now to pray for every single person involved in this particular thing and pray specific blessings, all right, over your life, their lives. And it's one of the times I remember consciously that I experienced inside my heart great victory in the spirit inside my heart that shortly after that was manifested in my life. And so he says, this is the real battle we have to sort. Leave the walls of Jericho. I will give you the instructions on what to do. That's why he says, when you stand praying, he says, what will block it? If you have any animosity in your heart towards any person, he says, let's go of that animosity. And in prayer, you are going to receive, we'll see this, the steps that you need to take in order to get that particular goal, that dream that you have, all right, before yourself. So many people are involved in strife that really has nothing to do with the ultimate destiny God has ordained for them. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? So Joshua was right there. And he worshipped God. And he surrendered, and that's where that exchange starts. And you go up to him in worship. And you let go of your own rights there. And you say, Lord, I leave this in your hands. 
you are not on my side, but I want to find out. I want to cross over to your own side. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.